How the hell are you, everybody? My name's Robin O'Neill. You're listening to me reading stuff either on iTunes and or Podomatic. Please subscribe on iTunes or don't. Do whatever you got to do. I'm coming at you today on Thursday, September 22nd as a high-stress lady. Lots going on. My work for my Dallas show is being packed up and shipped off tomorrow. So I'm doing some last-minute things, also getting my work ready for New York. If any of you guys are interested, if you live in the Texas area, my show at Tally Dunn Gallery, entitled Castle Elementary, will open on November 12th. I can't remember if that's a Friday or a Saturday, but I'll be there. So will my bodyguard. So will my friends. So will my family. And then if you want to look ahead to the future, we have a show on February 2nd in New York City at Susan Inglet Gallery. I'll put the links to all those things in the description of this podcast. I'm writing a note to do that now. Guess how many sprays of my Arm & Hammer saline spray I put up my nose before hitting record because my face is full of all sorts of stuff. About 50,000. I'm clearly allergic to my cat. I'm just going to have to admit that and deal with it somehow. Um, I can't tell you how sad it makes me. because, And I'm not going to get rid of my cat. I've lived with cats ever since the first time I could get a cat. Uh, I did it. It was when I moved out of the art dorms. We had art dorms in undergraduate school at East Texas State University in Commerce, Texas. And you had to live in a dorm the first year. And guess what I did? So I was only 18 or 19 when I moved out of the art dorms and I got my own house and it was $75 a month. That was the rent on this thing. And it was like a three bedroom house with an enormous kitchen, a backyard, a front porch. It was right behind the library. You can ask my friend Trent. You can ask anybody. It was amazing. $75 a month. I did have a bitchy next-door neighbor. I will tell you that. She was just horrible. I remember being young and naive, and so I think I made her a cake or cookies or banana bread or something uh, during my first week I moved in. Brought it over there, and I was like, hi, I just wanted to introduce myself. My name's Robin. I'm going to be living next door. And she said, get out of here, (laughs) and slammed the door in my face. (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyway, back to me being stressed out and full of snot in my nose. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I feel good. I feel like my old self in some ways, which was somebody who just lived off of working long hours. But I mean, I'm going on very little sleep every single day. I don't think I've left the house except for to go get coffee since I got back from Mexico. I mean, I just don't have time to do anything. It's, it's just my work is getting back into the kind of work that is extremely time consuming and there's just no way around it. I remember yesterday or the day before, so I've been getting my groceries delivered too for, you know, reasons involving Ted Bundy and also just because I'm too busy to go. And uh, I had to steam some broccoli. I knew that was something I needed to do, but I've noticed I'm overreacting just a bit to events like this. Like my idea for about two hours, I kept thinking, oh my God, you're telling me I got to go put water in a goddamn pot in a little bit. And I have to make a phone call. Are you kidding me? Like it's that kind of thing where every little moment is, feels huge because anytime I'm not drawing is a time when I am sort of, well, I just need to draw. My calluses on my hand are enormous. That kind of feels good too. Those are like, 
battle scars or something. Um, okay, I wanted to read you guys something. I've read you Ted Kuzer before. You remember Ted Kuzer, Nebraskan poet, born in 1939, still alive and kicking. I've read from this book... Um, the Poet Laureate Anthology, because he was the Poet Laureate for two years of the United States. And this book, by the way, is a W.W. W. Norton & Company book. It was published in 2010. I highly recommend it. There's so many good people in here, obviously. Uh, I've read you, Coozers. They had torn off my face at the office in the past, and everyone loved that. Um, but I wanted to read a bit from the introduction of Ted Coozer in this book, because I really liked what it said about him. Here's a quote from him. I detest elitism of any kind. There's been this assumption along with modernism that the reader should come halfway to the work. I frankly don't believe readers should be expected to make an effort to learn something in order to understand a poem. I've never met readers like that, although I'm sure there are some, particularly on campuses. I'm not saying it's all right to challenge, wait, it's not all right to challenge poetry. I'm sorry, to write challenging poetry, but the reader I'm interested in is the average person on the street. I have always said the same thing. My, a, a huge goal of my work is to be as generous as possible, is to let people in. Uh, it's a huge reason I make the work I make. I always have my dad's best friend, Marty O'Neill, shout out Marty in Omaha, Nebraska, um, in mind. He has no art training. It's not his thing, but when he comes to my shows, I want Marty to like it as much as anybody, or anybody for that matter. I, I don't care what you do, where you're from, how old you are, how little you think you like art. I really want to try to let you in. And Ted Kuzer's like that about poetry. Listen to this. The Nebraskan poet Ted Kuzer was the first laureate from the Great Plains and held the position for two years. During his tenure, he wrote a regular newspaper column and created a website called American Life and Poetry, launched, quote, to convince people who don't read poetry that there are things in front Wait, in it for them. For the site, he selected poems that, quote, an average newspaper reader could pick up and understand, end quote. Here's some more. Kuzer strives for clarity and accessibility in his poems, which are seldom more than 20 lines and full of readily available imagery from rural life in Nebraska. Maybe he and I have this in common because we're from Nebraska. I don't know why that didn't occur to me, but... I am from Nebraska, and I really love Nebraska. Anyway, but Kuzer has maintained that he is not a regionalist writer. His verse, while grounded in commonplace images such as a beer bottle, the glow of lights on a highway, a jar of buttons, nearly always employs surprising metaphors imbuing even his shortest poems with a visionary quality. For most of his writing life, Kuzer worked as an executive at an insurance company where his secret secretary was often the first reader of his poems. If she didn't understand them, he would revise. And here's a quote. You can tweak a poem just slightly and broaden the audience, end quote. In a recent interview, he said he is still interested in acknowledging that the people who read books have other priorities, and I want to consider those. I want to write books of poems interesting enough that they can compete with the need to get a raincoat cleaned. You know what? Just take that in. Just take that in, all of you who make things. It's very important, in my opinion. Not just because I, I am right there with him, because it is. Okay, I'm going to read you guys from his book, Delights and Shadows, uh, Copper Canyon Press. I really recommend this book. Uh, this is called Praying Hands. There is at least one pair in every thrift shop in America, molded in plastic or plaster of Paris and glued to a plaque, or printed in church pamphlet colors, 
and framed under glass. Today I saw a pair made out of lightweight wire stretched over a pattern of finishing nails. This is the way faith goes from door to door, cast out of one and welcomed at another. A butterfly presses its wings like that as it rests between flowers. Oh, man. I mean, this isn't what this poem is about, but you know what it got me thinking of? There's a moment in Werner Herzog's documentary, Grizzly Man, where they visit Timothy Treadwell's parents' house. I think it's in Florida. The first time I saw Grizzly Man, I was in New York staying with a friend for a long time, and we went and saw it. And I'll never forget, I thought this shot was beautiful of the exterior and the interior of this you know, regular American family in Florida. And it just had little trinkets and little teddy bears and squirrels and, you know, stuff like that. And I'll never forget the entire crowd just started cracking up laughing. There was no talking at this moment. It was just as they soaked in this information of this regular, you know, kind of aging American couple, everyone just laughed so hard. Like it was so funny that they didn't know who Mies van der Rohe was or something, you know, it's it just like really, it really pisses me off that kind of attitude about um, people's personal style. I don't think it's funny. I don't think it's fun to laugh at people who have different tastes than you or to call that tasteless. You know what I mean? I don't know. It really, that has nothing to do with this wonderful poem by Ted Kuzer, but I just wanted to say that that is something that really gets to me. Man, I keep going over my time. I'm so sorry. You guys, if you like listening, I humbly ask that you please maybe just share this with others um, who you know love to read or love poetry or are also artists. Um, it would mean the world to me. I am feeling very alone right now in this. I used to get a lot of comments and a lot of feedback. I am getting very few, only from my few closest friends who actually listen. And so also you can uh, tell me what you think on Instagram or Twitter. My handle is R-O-B-Y-N underscore O-N-E-I-L. I can't tell you how much it would mean to me. I just, I just feel like I don't know that anyone's listening anymore. And I don't, I don't do this just for me by any stretch of the imagination. So anyway, wishing you Godspeed, wishing you glory. It's a free world. Make people happy. Uh, we got ourselves a situation. Be gentle with yourselves. Don't be sarcastic. Don't be caustic. Don't expect everyone to like you. Uh, although I'm sure people love you. Don't be a careerist. Be a meditator. Be mindful. Be natural. These are just things coming to my mind. Uh, what else? Don't look for things to get upset about. Trust me. As life goes on, there, there will be plenty of things that will legitimately upset you. So don't start looking for it when you don't need to. Um, calm the fuck down, I'm saying to myself. Feed your pets. Feed the children. Look at those butterflies go by. God bless you all. Amen and good night. <laughs>